Friday. Uh, it is uh, indeed time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Global Threat Report. Global Threat Solutions, a 100% uh, military veteran-owned security investigations firm. Global headquarters right here in Suffolk County. Also offices in uh, New York City, Miami, L.A., overseas Frankfurt, and Mumbai. The Global Threat Solutions CEO, the President, Kim Bombay, 21 years of Law enforcement intelligence experience serving as a military intelligence officer, by the way, in the Middle East. Uh, you can contact Great Global Threat Solutions today. Peace of mind on uncertain times. GlobalThreatSolutions.com. Fascinating website. GlobalThreatSolutions.com. You make a phone call as well. Any questions? At uh, 646-946-6649. The aforementioned Captain Kenneth Bombay. Sir, how are you? Doing well this morning, Jay. A lot of travel over the last week or so. I got in at about 2.30 last night. But uh, but I'm excited to be on this morning. A lot going on. What's happening, my friend? Good to have you back from the West Coast. And, you know, we're four days out, Cap. Four days out of this uh, election locally at the top of the charts uh, is crime. You know, crime is up there. And, uh, you know, what happened in Buffalo, the Benefield case regarding the mother of three, Kira Benefield, murdered, um, is front and center right now. And the governor doing a little bit of backtracking. You know, you see some ads that have kind of changed course, admitted to the press the other day that changes have to be made, uh, especially when it comes to a judge. It's funny. And I said this uh, a couple of minutes ago in the crime report. You know, it's interesting. You can't have the word dangerousness in, but yet, you know, we got to figure out if a judge can use that. Now, going forward, as far as deciphering if somebody's fit to be out on the streets again. Uh, but we got a lot of problems here, and especially, you know, you have a guy like Lee Zeldin, who, in the very front of his home, had an incident, which, by the way, they caught the teenager and arrested him. Uh, but uh, all in all, it's front and center right now over the next four days, what we're seeing here. Yeah. Yeah, I think crime is going to be probably, you know, almost neck and neck with the economy. But I, I think crime right now has taken a lead. It's like the perfect storm, Jay. Everyone is, there's so many brutal stories that are coming out right now. The Benefield one is tops the list, really. Um, and people, it's, it couldn't be worse timing for Democrats right now. And, and they've had to backpedal some because, you know, we've had uh, Governor Hochul, made a statement in the debate against uh, Congressman Zeldin saying something like, I don't know why you're so, uh, you know, you're, why crime in New York City is so important to you. Well, it's important to all of us because it's out of control, you know. And uh, they're also, I think it was President Biden, and it's a common uh, a line from Democrats right now, that Republicans are trying to scare America with crime. They don't have to. Crime is scaring America with crime. Every day we hear a worse story. And what's crazy, Jay, is every one of them can be directly traced back to these crazy bail reform laws. Every one of these people should not have been able to commit the crimes they did had the system not been broken. And I think that's going to be hard for Democrats to shake off in New York and around the country right now. People... Every day, there's a worse story than the day before, and this this one with Benefield was it's horrific and hard to uh, hard to watch. And I think it's going to be it's going to be a, a big challenge for Democrats in this election at the governor level and and in House seats too. There's, there's no doubt about it. And to even have the mitigated gall uh, to say that things uh, conjured up, you know, master manipulator, 
you know, we're we're hyping it up as far as the press scare tactics. You know, you have uh, the gall of a Hillary Clinton coming into this town and saying it's a scare tactic. Really, really scare tactic, Hillary. Hillary, do me a favor. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Get out of Chappaqua. Uh, come down to New York City and you know get in the thick of things. I mean, learn a little, educate yourself a little bit more. That's what I would say to the former first lady. Educate yourself, okay? Crime is up. Crime is up. Pre-pandemic. Go back to 19 prior, okay? And look what has transpired over the last couple of years. That's what I would implore her to do. And by the way, Kamala, too, was here yesterday, which was the ultimate of jokes, you know? The ultimate of jokes. I mean, you, you basically had Joan Rivers... And Phil is still here yesterday. That's how comical it was. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, that raises my blood pressure. What are you saying? This whole thing is a a ruse. It's a ruse. What happened to Kira Benefield? That wasn't real. I mean, what happened to Elizabeth Gomes in the subway? That wasn't real. I mean, Cap, calm me down. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, you're, you're totally right. And, you know, I've heard so much talk about this. where, like, oh, this is all, like you said, conjured up, right, for the election. I've heard talk about that even with the incident at Congressman Zeldin's house. Are they kidding me? I worked in that precinct, Jay. These things happen, and they're happening now more than ever. You know, there are gang members over there. And right now, all these people that have that commit these crimes, a small percent of our population that commit the vast majority of the crimes, it's a green light. It's a free-for-all for them right now. It, they are not missing this. They're not missing the fact that they know when they commit a crime, they're out the next morning. And, and really, almost regardless of the type of crime. And that's unprecedented in our country. And they know it. It's not mystified them, and, and that's what we're seeing now. It's such a, what's crazy is so much talk about crime, so much debate about this, it's so easy to fix. It was fixed. We broke it. This country broke the criminal justice system with this reform. And, we, you know, we've spoken about this before. You know, this was, it was an, an immediate failure, these bail reform laws. That's, that's the majority. We have other things, um, the less is more. There's so many other policies um, it, primarily from the, the Democrat side that have broken this system, it's so easy to fix. It's not like we have to do a study, right? This is something they um, purposely did, and it was an immediate failure after these laws went into place. Uh, within days, we saw people that, that were committing crimes that should not have been on the street. But rather than say, hey, let's cut our losses, let's fix this, let's go back and fix these laws, they didn't. They doubled down, said there's nothing to see here, everything's fine. They're still saying it. They're still saying it. In that debate with, with Governor Hochul and Congressman Zeldin, she was defending policy, saying they're working. I mean, it's so easy to fix this, and I think America knows it and sees it. And regardless of your political affiliation, your people, when it gets to a certain level, the crime, they're going to vote for somebody that's going to keep them and their family safe. It's as simple as that, Jack. Uh, just re reminded, I've got a big wedding next Friday. I better calm down. Uh, you know, listen, <laughs> I don't know how I calm down when I when I see Kamala and Hillary uh, saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, they're just trying to scare Lizelle. Is just trying to scare you. 
Eh, come on. It's not real. It's not real. Care Benefield, that's just a conjured up story. Come on. Recidivism, stupid percent It's not 43%. Don't listen to Jim Quinn. Queen's DA's office, 42 years. Don't listen to him. He doesn't know anything. That's what they're telling. That's okay. All right, I'm calm. Captain with us, Global Threat Solutions, on this uh, Friday. So yeah, you have an arrest now. The uh, Zeldin, uh, Zeldin shooting in front of his home. Uh, Cap, what happened with that? Have we got this guy? Yeah, so I think at this stage, early stages of a big, larger investigation, but I think the district attorney's office was instrumental in working collaboratively with the police department. They were able to identify and make an arrest on the individual who had the weapon that was used. And, you know, we're going to see the, the later um, more information come out about exactly what happened. And there'll be additional charges, I'm sure, coming forward. But it was great work in a very short period of time. And I think, you know, the, uh, the, the DA's office, Suffolk County Police, did a great job on this. But I think it highlights what we're, you know, that first of all, this was not conjured up, obviously. There's a real gun and there was a real shooting at a congressman's home where his children were studying. I mean, that's not made up. So I think that's one thing that I'm, I'm happy that there was progress made in that investigation so quickly um, because it shows and it adds validity to a serious problem. It, this, this isn't about politics. This is about, you know, addressing these issues that have made even Suffolk County so so um, dangerous right now for people. So I think that it was a great police work, Jay. Very, pretty simple. No doubt. It really was good investigation, good everything involved here. And they, they got the guy, uh, the captain with us, Global Threat, the Benefield situation we touched upon cap and you know this is you know i've said this is the template of it all um you know the tragic mother of three executed allegedly by this estranged husband uh knew she was going to die during a savage caught on camera beatdown uh, a couple of days prior to being killed she was killed um and this 30 year old gave police you know exactly what was going on as she was seeking to press charges against this this ex-con okay this ex-con over this attack i mean what more how, how many more signs does one need here it, it is unbelievable this yeah. is a guy who has sprung from jail folks just to recap again on no bail because of these, uh, what, Cap, these low-level charges? A day yeah. before he allegedly ambushed this mother as she took her kids to school. Gunned her down and wearing a bulletproof vest. That's how dangerous yep. this woman knew this guy was. It is yeah. unbelievable. I mean, if this isn't prime example... Evidence, 101, I don't know what is. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's a great example of the problem that we face in our criminal justice system. Jay, I believe, after, you know, she posted that Facebook video. It's a plea for help because she's terrified. And I believe he was charged with misdemeanors. Have you watched that video? Have you watched that video, Jay? It's clear there's a felony in there. Um, and, and I think that they 
the fact that he was out on the street and able to commit that that is what we call career ender for politicians back you know you know prior to the insanity that we've dealt with over the last few years that would be an immediate career ender something like this if you supported the policies and allowed that to happen you're done and by the way i think that's why we're seeing polls now with lee zeldin in the lead you know, if they, if Democrats, especially in New York, but other so many other places, too, had addressed this crime issue when they realized, hey, our policies aren't working maybe two years ago. They, this would be a totally different election right now. But it's like stick to their guns no matter what and push forward with, hey, there's nothing to see here. And now we're seeing the results of that. This is a horrific crime. And there's so many of them. There's so many horrific crimes going on right now. This rape, this violent rape in New York City. So many crimes we're seeing right now. And almost every one of them, to a T, has to do with, you know, there's a, there's an element of this where this person should not have been able to commit this crime had our laws and policies been what they used to be and what they should be today. And, uh, you know, we'll see, Jay, but I think we have four days left, and I think you're going to see um, the during the election what the, what Americans feel about this right now. Out uh, the captain with us, Kim Bombay's global threat. Uh, let's get to Ukraine a second. The the uh, barrage continues. Uh, Cap, we are going on what almost nine months of this invasion. Russia continuing to hit these power sites uh, in Ukraine. You got a lot of back and forth here. Uh, you know, you get more and more of the evidence now that uh, Putin is suffering from Parkinson's and cancer and whatnot. Remember, we we discussed that. We were one yeah. of the first to discuss that, folks. Nobody else discussed this like we did as far as something being wrong with this guy uh, from a physical standpoint. But in essence, you know, it's it's about, uh, you know, trying to get the power sources now. We've seen missiles going through the, power, the nuclear plant there. I mean, the threat of nuclear weaponry still exists. Uh, very, very uh, intense uh, type situations continue, Captain. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot going on there, and it, with so much going on, especially with our midterms, and we have uh, tensions with North Korea and South Korea. We have tensions with Iran and Saudi Arabia, where there was this heightened threat level where, you know, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabian-backed TV station was talking about, um, was, was not covering the protests in Iran the way Iran wanted to, so it was heightened levels of fear of an attack. You know, North Korea launching missiles over South Korea, a volleys of missiles that is really heightened um, tensions there. And then we have Ukraine, where it's so easy with so much going on in the world that, to not pay attention, but it's pretty critical. You know, this nuclear power plant, it's, I think they said they have 15 days of, uh, of generator power because it's completely offline. Russian missiles have hit the power lines that led there, and now it's offline completely. It's dangerous, Jay. It's the largest nuclear power plant in, in Europe. And it's part of a larger strategy we've seen. Putin is also targeting not just infrastructure, but energy sources, sites throughout Ukraine. And I think it has a big part to do with his overall strategy and the fact that we're going into winter. It could be dangerous. It could be really hard. And I think Ukraine has done a great job at really getting their power back up quickly in most locations. And we've seen millions without power. Um, but I think that's going to be something that gets more dangerous as we go move into winter right now in Ukraine. It's part of Russia's strategy. Um, we also have Iran saying they're going to send more of these drones 
and to support Russia. And by the way, Ukraine really doesn't have a defense system against them. And the U.S. says we're going to support them. They spun up some some uh, industrial support to build these these systems that can counter those drones. But they're talking about like mid twenty twenty three getting them there. You know that that's an eternity in this conflict. So lots going on. We have to watch it very closely. And I think. Once the have midterms are over here, you'll probably see a lot more focus on it because it really, it really is a volatile situation right now, Jay. A volatile situation in North Korea. You know, this guy's firing off missiles uh, like they're toys right now. Uh, you know, see Japan, South Korea, you're fringing upon warnings issued by the U.S. and, uh, and the South Korean government. I mean, what do you do with Kim right now? I mean, what, what can you possibly do with this guy? He sees what's going on. In Ukraine, he sees what's going on in Iran. He sees what's going on as far as bumbling Joe Biden. I mean, I mean, how do you possibly do anything? Uh, and if you're Kim, you see what is happening within the White. You don't have Donald Trump there anymore. You know, you don't have Donald Trump. Say what you want yeah. about Trump. You know, he, he feared Trump. He feared Trump. I mean, listen, Trump did things we know. But he also quelled the nature of some of this stuff that we're witnessing right now around this planet. And the question is, yeah. now what do you do with them? Yeah, I don't think so words are, are think, enough here, Cap. No, no, I agree. And I think that what we're going to see here is we've sort of moved away. There was a policy with North Korea just, you know, kind of pay them off and keep them quiet. That's really what we've done for decades. That's what our policies have been. You know, and right now I think North Korea is looking for us to lift some of the sanctions. And there's talk that they may even reduce some of their nuclear capabilities if we were to do that. But, um, you know, do we really want to go back into that system where, hey, let's just keep paying this guy off and hope nobody notices and he'll just go away? Or address this for real and not back down and build our, our military strength in the region where it should be, but it's not right now. That's what I'd like to see happen, Jay, and take a harder stance with him. We'll see if that happens. I think that right now we have a leadership void, and, you know, it's very hard. If you were to put politics and all of the um, the recent attention on, on President Biden and his uh, uh, incompetencies, or as some would say, I think that you have someone that's just simply not taken seriously over there, and you look at, he's supposed to be meeting, there's talks with him and and she in China planned. And that is a serious man over there who's got a serious strategy, and we are his number one enemy. And I think he's not taking that meeting seriously. I do not think that, that it's, we're going to see any big shift in the Chinese strategy right now with this president, who is pretty much going to be a president for life over there. Um, I don't think that we have the leadership in place that he will take seriously in these talks. It's as simple as that. Uh, um, you know, we don't have the, we're not displaying the strength needed for them to sit, to have a deterrent to what their strategies are going forward. Yeah, and the question is, what do we do with Iran, too? What, what happens with Iran? You know, we're trying to conjure up this uh, nuclear deal again, which is just asinine. Um, but all the intel that we've uncovered regarding Iran, what do we do with them, Cap, at this point? Yeah, so that's another that's another regional problem that, that we face. You know, there's a couple of bad actors. They're all acting up worse than they have, and I think a lot of this has to do with our, our exit in Afghanistan and our response to uh, Vladimir Putin. Now all of them have kind of unified, and, and they're 
in a much more robust posture right now because they don't think there's going to be any legitimate response to their actions. You know, we actually have China threatening that they, you know, could they may move in on Taiwan. These are crazy things that are going on. We have Iran. We have legitimate intelligence saying they might attack Saudi Arabia over this, over their um, uh, protest coverage. And the protests, that's a whole other thing in that country um, that, that we have to keep an eye on very closely. And so, you know, I think that, there, again, there needs the fact that we would even discuss in the last several years an Iran nuclear deal is ridiculous. These are not people that can be dealt with like a rational player on the world stage. These people are, are volatile. They cannot be trusted. They're the largest state sponsor of terrorism. How could we possibly negotiate with them and expect them to uphold their part of the deal? It's childish. It's a childish strategy right now. We need to just throw that away and take a tough stance with Iran. It's as simple as that. Hey, when oil fails, let's go with Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, and that's the case, taking power in Israel once again, Cap. Yeah. Yep. I, I, Jay, I think that with the way the Middle East is right now and what we were just discussing with Iran, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in Israel, the best possible leader they could have right now is going to be Netanyahu because he's a yeah. wartime leader. You know, he was a, a wartime right leader move. as a soldier, and now he's, yeah, the right move. And uh, I know there's some concerns that this will be the most conservative um, coalition that they've had in years in Israel. Well, I think that's what they need right now. They're surrounded by, Israel is a country surrounded by many people who would like them not to exist, you know, and they have to take their national security very seriously. And I think no one done, does that better than Benjamin Netanyahu. And I think he's displayed that in the past. Right now, there needs to be a hard line. And yeah. we're sitting here, you know, people are babbling, Jay, about this Iran nuclear deal. Netanyahu has got to have his, got to have a plan. And they do right now, a contingency plan. Once any of those sites in Iran get close enough to developing a weapon, they're going to take them out. That's what their you strategy know, is. I don't know what two, ours is. Yeah. Two quick ones, Captain. I got to go. Uh, change in Prime Minister as far as the UK is concerned. Uh, very important times now that Liz Truss has stepped away. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. So we'll see how that, how that unfolds. It, tough times right now. Yeah. The tough times over there, and I think that, uh, you know, she was the shortest serving Prime Minister ever in UK history. I have some confidence in this new prime minister. Tough times with the economy, mostly for UK right now. That's why she's gone. And we also need a strong ally with all of these threats, Jay. And I'll tell you, we, we don't have an ally in the White House. You know, you get that blood red speech the other night. Remember a couple of months ago in Philadelphia, just a bunch of nonsense attacking democracy, you know, pointing the Pelosi attack as far as being political. Just, you know, it, this guy... And you can just tell Joe should have been in bed with the Dr. Dentons, you know, eating a bowl of uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream uh, and, uh, you know, they're going to sleep gracefully. You know, uh, instead, they woke him up. They put a tie and a jacket on him. You know, he looked half asleep and he looked ornery as always uh, condemning yeah. uh, the American. I mean, I, I, I'm at wit's end here. I'm at wit's yeah. end. Tell you, tough, you know, tough look the other night. Yeah, he was completely not speech was written for him. He's oh, he's someone geez. who goes with the flow in his political career, right? He's uh, remember 
He was the one who sent everybody to prison back in the 80s or in the early 90s when it was like it was cool to be tough on crime. And now he's not. And now he's into electric cars. And now he says Republicans are the greatest threat that the country's ever faced. You know that this is being what he's saying is being dictated by others. And uh, and it's kind of sad to watch. And these, I think that speech is kind of a last attempt to try and salvage the midterms. You know, it, listen, if Republicans are so bad. If you vote for him, you know, the country's going to end. It's, that's kind of what this speech is about. And I, I don't think it's going to work right now. I think right now people are not as worried about January 6th or abortion as they are about the economy and about crime. Those, those are issues that people uh, care about. But just, you know, right now the economy and crime are, are uh, first and foremost in people's minds right now. They want to keep their families safe. And by the way, they want to be able to pay the mortgage. They woke him up. They they took the ice cream away. They took the Dr. Denton's off, you know, with a cap, the long cap. You picture that? Little footsies covered up. They said, Mr. President, here, put on your suit. Get in front of the camera. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's hard to watch. Hard to watch. Never hard to listen to is the Captain Global Threat Solutions uh, dot com. Peace of mind in uncertain times. Cap, good stuff. Great stuff today. Great talking today, Jay.